Welcome to Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. We are two young moms that are committed to loving motherhood because we believe that it is something to be enjoyed, not just endured. We want to cherish the sweet moments and be present during the hard ones while we grow alongside our children. As we have entered motherhood, we have found so much comfort and value in conversations with women in all different stages of motherhood. And we are here to share those conversations so we can grow together and embrace all of the joy modern motherhood brings. I kind of can't believe this is our first real episode of Kindred Conversations. (laughs) We are so happy to be doing this. And just want to thank everyone from the very bottom of our hearts for listening and following along. We are just so grateful. Yes, we are actually filming this episode after we have announced it on social media. Recording. Oh, I said filming, huh? <laughs> you don't want to see our face. Right <laughs> no. <now. laughs> no. We are recording this episode after we've announced on social media. And this is actually the only episode that we're launching that we haven't recorded previously. But we just wanted to say thank you so much, truly. From the bottom of our hearts, releasing a podcast into the world, we're so excited about it, but it has also felt really, really vulnerable. It's been scary. It really has. I didn't think that I would be like so nervous about putting it out in front of people, but it's been nerve wracking and honestly so rewarding because people have been so kind and it's just, it's felt so good to have so much support behind us. Yes, we are blown away by the support. So Really, just thank you so much for supporting us and for listening in. I really am hopeful that we'll be able to provide some value and become friends through these conversations. Every episode, we want to start by doing a moment of gratitude. So I guess I'm just going to kick it off on the first one saying I'm just so grateful. Continuing. I'm so grateful for everyone listening. We really do appreciate it. And um, just the response that we've gotten was honestly like, a pleasant surprise. So that's what I've been grateful for this week. What about you? I definitely would echo that sentiment, but I will share something more simple as well. I am grateful today for the sunshine. It was an unusually warm day for December today, and I took miles on a walk this morning, and it just felt so nice to be out, and I feel like in the winter I get really cooped up, but going on a walk, Enjoying the sun was so nice and so needed. So I'm grateful for unusually warm days today. It was. It was warm and beautiful. And you Marco Poloed me on your walk. Yes. And I noticed how warm and beautiful it was. It, it looked was. like a beautiful spring morning. And I don't know if you guys are like this, but I get all of my best Marco Poloing done when I'm on a walk. <laughs> Miles is just like contained and content. So I just Marco Polo and it's like I'm on a walk with a friend. So I'm very happy to walk and Marco Polo. Our episode today is on holiday traditions. And this is something we've been so excited to discuss. We, I feel like both just have um, a lot of things that we're really enjoying doing as well as just like a lot of questions about how to figure out what's best for your family. And this is something that if we had previously launched, we probably would have put an input box on Instagram to just hear what people had to say, what their traditions were, what works for them. Yeah. But considering um, this is one of the first first episodes, episodes. (laughs) 
then we will just be discussing. But in the future, that's something that we're really looking forward to because we want to hear from everyone listening. Yes, I am most excited for that probably about the podcast is hearing from you guys. So definitely look for those coming soon. And please, when we put them out there, please give us your input because that's what it's here for. But today is just Britt and I, so hopefully we'll have some value to add for you. And I just think that this is such a fun topic. We're both young moms and we're really creating the culture of our family right now, which is so special and such a short amount of time that we get to do this. I mean, that's actually not true. I completely take that back. (laughs) We get to build it. I mean, we get to build it forever, but we're at the very beginning of building it and and it feels, it feels like it passes quickly. Yeah, it, it does. Like it, it does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And our boys are young, but learning more and more. And so it's just fun to discuss the traditions we're implementing and the ones that we are leaving behind. Yes. Something I've been thinking about that my family did growing up and that I really um, feel like is sort of a non-negotiable for me because it's some, it like is the pinnacle of like most important around Christmas time um, is just doing some kind of service project or finding a service opportunity. Um, growing up, my family would, not every year, but quite a few years, we would go to a homeless shelter in downtown Portland and on Christmas Eve or like the 23rd of Christmas and feed, we would bring and feed, um, serve dinner to the men in the homeless shelter. And it was just such a special opportunity and just so grounding. I think we can get so caught up in just like the excitement and the chaos That just having the opportunity to sort of slow down and, you know, as we always say, like, remember what's most important was, was really special. And I, now, I guess the last few years we have been doing, um, with like the light the world initiative, we've been doing like a small act of service every day or, um, you know, just maybe not like one big Christmas service project, but I just think one way or another finding small or big opportunities to serve has um, just been like such a grounding experience and something that I really want to implement in our family. I would absolutely agree. My family has done a few as well. Within Pierce and I's little family, we've done the same as the like smaller service acts every day. And that's worked really well in this phase of life. But with my parents and my siblings, we have done um, in past years, we would do Um, sack lunches and go downtown downtown Denver and deliver sack lunches and hand warmers and that was always a really special experience and just that human interaction you get and loving people you don't usually interact with is a really great experience and something I really want to instill in my children growing up Mm -hmm. just that that we're supposed to serve and we get joy from serving and It's really great. It's a great time of year. I mean, always is a great time of year. But I think Christmas is a really good time to pause and reflect and think about how we can do that more in our everyday lives and really circle back on what's most important. And service is absolutely one of the things that is most important. Mm -hmm. And I know holidays can be a really hard time of year for a lot of people. And my mom was always so big on 
if you are having a hard day, you need to go and serve somebody else. And obviously that, obviously there are really big problems that people have and it's not a cure-all, but you know what? It always brings joy and it does always make you feel better. And really it's like the purest form of joy is serving others. Totally. I agree. Which is, which is why motherhood is so great, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's true. It is. It really is. Okay, so I'm curious, what things do you feel like your family did, I don't know, traditions that you guys did growing up that you're sort of carrying into your family with you, Pierce, and Miles? My mom was big on Christmas books. I specifically, did you do the Christmas orange? I've heard it, but I don't remember, like, having a tradition about it, but I feel like we've read it a few years. I love the Christmas orange, and I don't feel like we always had a system about our Christmas books, but we always had our Christmas books, and... That's something I really am so excited about with Miles. I will say investing in a Christmas book collection is a small fortune. It is. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I feel that this year because I've heard people. So this is your family. I think this is such a great idea. But I've had like friends say that they unwrap a book every day of December, a Christmas book every day of December and read it. And I think that's such a fun, sweet idea. But as a young mom who has maybe three or four Christmas books, that just sounds really expensive right now. Really expensive. And I do not think I could find time to wrap 25 gifts before December. True. So, But if you do and that's your love language, props to you. I I agree. I agree. So something that I um, think is a really great idea and really inexpensive idea that my grandma came up with is she just gave like a binder to all of the family and so like the grandkids have one and um my parents have one and then every year she just like prints out a small christmas story or a christmas poem um and they're usually like just short stories and then she'll just like laminate them and send them to everybody so then you just keep compiling the stories in the binder yeah, and it's I brilliant. think that's <laughs> such a great idea. Yeah, it's so smart. Yeah, I think we'll just add to our Christmas collection every year. We'll get a few more books. Yeah, and in the meantime, we'll supplement with library books. Totally, that's smart. And Christmas books too are such a good way to teach your kids about Christmas and the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. I actually had the thought. I'm, Miles is two, not even two, but I had the thought today. Am I teaching him more about Santa or about Christ? Mm-hmm. And that might sound silly, but really, I like I love teaching about Santa. I'm like, he's got a little Grinch toy, and I'm like, excited <laughs> to tell him about the Grinch. But it was really a good moment for me of just thinking, like, what am I talking about more to him? And I think those books are a really good way to add in. What? Totally. Add in more important things. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with... No. Santa and reindeer and the Grinch. But... No. But it's a good opportunity to also teach about the meaning of Christmas. Yeah. Yes. We went to a Christmas market recently and they had so many fun Christmas books for children. And so I was, you know, trying to find like the perfect mix. I got like two or three. And um, of course, like we got, you know, one that's like, I don't know what it's something about like Santa train. Cute. And it's just like. <laughs> Really cute. Brooks is loving trains right now. And so... Miles too. Choo-choo. Yes. Yep. Yep. All, all day long. So I knew he would love that one. But then I also tried to find like a, a more simple one 
that wasn't just surrounding Santa and presents. And um, it's just been really sweet because I think it's a great opportunity to also teach about Christ. Yeah, yeah. And it's just good to be aware of the balance. Totally. I agree. Um, Something I feel like my family did growing up that I want to do a little bit differently is we had like this big... I want to continue our Christmas Eve traditions. Like we just had a really traditional... (laughs) Christmas Eve where we had like a big dinner with family friends and family that lived close by and we would do like a little nativity but um and but then Christmas day the evening we didn't really have anything scheduled ever and I felt like I don't know. It was kind of like always a struggle every year to like come up like, okay, what are we going to do now? Okay, same. There was always like the Christmas the lag. Lull. Yes. We'd yes. go see a movie and then we'd come home and be like, well, what, what do we are do we now? Doing? <laughs> yes, that is exactly. So I, growing up, just thought the idea of like having a fancy Christmas dinner sounded so special. And I know there are families that do that, but we always had like the big one on Christmas Eve. So I heard um, somebody a few years ago say this idea that they did with their family and I thought it was such a great idea. I wanted to remember for when it would be applicable to my family. So we're doing it this year and I'm really excited. Um, We on Christmas Day, my mom just like works so hard hosting on Christmas Eve. So I'm going to take over on the night of Christmas and we're doing just like an adult dinner. We're putting the kids to bed and doing dinner just my siblings and parents and I'm really excited about it. I think this is the most genius thing ever because no matter how many kids you have, whether you have five or whether you have one, when you're having dinner, your attention is focused on your kids. Totally. Especially if they're young, it's a totally different experience and as adults with my with my siblings and I'm sure with your siblings, I just don't get that interaction as much with them. Mm-hmm. It's always like through Miles or Miles is right there, which yes. obviously I love, but establishing that tradition of that really intentional time mm-hmm. seems really special. Yeah, I agree. That's exactly just like having the time with my siblings for us to really, um, I, I, I don't know, like connect. Yeah, exactly. Connect as adults and like build our relationships as adults rather than, yeah, like you said, just like through all of the little kids and little cousins and whatever. So I'm really excited about that one. I I am implementing that for sure. Mom, if you're listening, we're doing that. <laughs> um, my family is actually very different from yours in our Christmas Eve traditions. We do the nativity, which I think you said you do. Yeah. And I love that. But as far as Christmas Eve dinner goes, my mom, like she always fed us super healthy which I loved. I loved that she taught me such healthy habits. Um, But yeah, grew up eating really healthy food, not a lot of fast food. And cooking is sometimes her love language, but definitely not always huge on the priority list, especially when it comes to Christmas. And so for Christmas Eve, my mom didn't want to be slaving over a Christmas Eve dinner. So for the past, as long as I can remember, we do takeout on Christmas Eve, which is so fun. And because it's a tradition, it's fun. It doesn't feel like we're getting gypped or it doesn't feel like a bummer. Like it's a fun tradition that we always looked forward to because we'd get fries and milkshakes. It is, <laughs> it's like so fun and so different and so simple for my mom. And it's somewhere different every year we've done like 
Thai food before, but most of the time it's like smash burger or in and out and it's so fun. Yes. I really just admire that my mom was able to say, you know what? This isn't something I want to do. We're going to do it this way instead. Yeah. And she's made it fun. And that's something I th- I'm learning now as a mom and starting our own traditions as a family. I think that you sort of have to take inventory of like, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? What's most important to you? What serves you best? Because it can be so easy for a Christmas tradition that has maybe served you in the past or something that you hear other people do to just become an item on your checklist or your to-do list, something you feel like you have to do. And I think that that just adds a lot of stress, right? (laughs) And I will be a living testament. I have never in my life had ham on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, (laughs) and I still think we have fun traditions. So if that stresses you out, you don't have to do it. Totally. You can find something else that that can be just as special for you and your family. Yes, and if you're like Brittany and that brings you joy, power to you, and that sounds amazing too. Right. I actually will say, I think as I get older, that's something that is important to me is having a dinner, like you just said, like with the adults. That mm-hmm. sounds so fun to me. But I know at that point my mom's kind of burnt out. She's done so much work. So I think that's something my sister and I are going to take over. Yeah. We'll do a Christmas dinner because now yeah. that we're older, that does sound really fun to us. And it's something we can take over. Totally. Um, on that note, a dinner that my family does do during the holidays that I look forward to so much. Oh, I actually love this. Yes, it is one (laughs) of my favorite traditions. And we don't do it with my family as much anymore. But it's one I really want to start with Pierce. Now I feel like we're in a phase where we can do it, where we can put Miles to bed and do this. We did a New Year's Eve fondue party. And we've been doing it for 20 years. And it has been so fun. I... Love it. I know I like a broken record, but I cannot tell you how fun it is. And I think, honestly, anyone can feel that way about any tradition. It doesn't just have to be this tradition. Totally. It can be a takeout. It can be takeout on New Year's Eve or whatever, but just the memories that go along with it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, my family would have a family or two over of really close family friends, and we would do a four-course fondue dinner, and it was so fun. Even as a little kid, I loved it. We just spent the whole day getting ready, and it was such a special meal. Like, we only have fondue once a year, and we would do the oil, the cheese, the meat, the obviously the chocolate, Yeah, <laughs> of course. And it was just so fun, and then we'd all count, do the countdown, and I just looked forward to it so much every single year. And I love, I'm adopting that tradition because I think it sounds so fun. It is. And Miles, bless his heart, him and like hot boiling anything is a horrible combo. <laughs> so we'll definitely be putting him down at seven and having our fondue. But that is one I, I've done with my family forever. And now I'm really looking forward to doing with Pierce because hosting is something that brings me joy when I'm in the right headspace for it totally totally and new year's eve is nice because like the dust from christmas has settled you're like ready for another little something exciting yeah i agree i agree for most every holiday my parents live about 20 minutes away from my grandparents and some of my cousins and so we get together for just about every holiday and new year's is no exception we all get together 
And we would just like play games and everyone would bring just like fun snacks and treats and appetizers. I don't think there was like really any sort of meal, main meal, you know, it was just like snacking and just whatever. all the, all the best parts Ex- of a meal, which exactly. is like the sides. Exactly. Yes. And it's just so fun. And then we always watch, we would always watch the ball drop on TV, right? We'd like do the big countdown and whatever. And we, like, to this day still joke about this one year my, you know, we're all counting down. And my aunt was downstairs, like, making something in the kitchen. And we were upstairs watching TV, watching the ball drop. And we're, like, counting down. And we're like, Debbie, get up here. Get up here. (laughs) And she's, like, running up, like, trying to catch it. You know, we're like, 10, (laughs) 9, And she, like, runs up the stairs and, like, as quick as she can, she, like, slides in front of the TV and, like, plops down on the couch. And we're, like, three. And the second she sits (laughs) on the couch, the remote was, like, right where she sat down. And so she just turns the TV off. Poor Debbie. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just, like... All of us just go silent. Just so you know, and we're like, what happened? Like, turn it back on. Where's the remote? We're like running around. We find the remote, turn it back on, and like the moment's over, right? Like, yeah, you can't get that back. <laughs> Once that's gone, it's not coming back till next year. It was not. Oh my gosh, we could not stop laughing, and like it gets brought up every year. Like, just one of the best moments. <laughs> I think that is so funny. And I love that that has, like, turned into one of your favorite family memories. Like, you cannot plan that. No, no, no you really can't. It's brilliant. So I love that you brought up family. We are both getting to that phase kind of where our kids are getting... I mean, I have one kid, so I can't really claim this, but our kids are getting <laughs> a little bit older. And we're starting to get more rooted in our own family traditions. When do we break away and start doing Christmas on our own. I don't, I don't know because on one hand doing it with my family is so magical and I love it and I can't imagine doing it without them. But on the other hand, I really want to be able to create that for myself in my own home and just be more in control of it. Yes. This is something that I think Johnny and I struggle with a lot in just figuring out like when, where do you draw the line? Like when's the time? Will we know, you know? And I remember one, maybe two Christmases away from home with my parents' parents. And they were fun and sweet, you know, and special as a little kid. But I think it was just so magical when we started staying home as a family. And just, like, those memories were so much more intimate. And just, like, the connections gained were so much more special as we, like, started to do that with our own family. And so... I've just been like looking to these next couple of years, like, okay, when do we start to do that? And I hope that that's something that we'll know, you know, that we'll just feel like it will serve us more at this time to be home than it will to be away. Yeah. But, um, gosh, I don't know. That's like a big question of mine. I feel like that I just sort of wrestle with. Yeah. I, I don't really know how to do that either, but it's definitely something that I'm trying to be aware of and just realize when when the right time is and when it's going to serve us more to do it on our own. And I don't know if we talked about this already, but this is something that I think about often just with holiday traditions in general is just like what serves you best and what doesn't. And I have a sister who is honestly just like so impressive. (laughs) Every holiday. (laughs) 
every holiday, she just, like, has the sweetest traditions. And, um, I mean, she just, like, goes all out. I was um, with her for Halloween, and she set up this really cool, like, ofrenda and did sort of, like, no. a little... It was, like, a couple days before Halloween, I think. But she did, like, this little Day of the Dead night. And we so talked impressed. about our ancestors and... She does stuff like that for every holiday, and it's so sweet. But I'm learning to figure out what – sometimes it's worth it to put in the extra effort, right? Like sometimes we think, no, it's stressing me out too much. I'm not – I'm just not going to do it. But then we miss out on the special opportunity. So I'm I'm trying to figure out when it's worth the effort and when it's just not. And one of those things – this year for me is like Christmas cards and neighbor gifts, which I normally love. Like they usually bring me so much joy and I don't know if it's having a newborn or just like 2020 (laughs) in all its glory, but I'm just feeling like that the thought of doing Christmas cards and neighbor gifts is really stressing me out. So we're just not doing them this year. And like, I'm just grateful that I've been able to not feel guilty about it or not feel like, I don't know, just the weight of like something else to do. Yeah. Honestly, there's like a 50-50 chance we're getting our Christmas cards out this year. So (laughs) stay stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure about that. But I think it's just getting in that headspace where if it works, great. If not, that's fine too. And I like that you brought up sometimes it's going to be worth it. But I think when you're planning your family traditions, it's going to be important to really play to your own strengths and talk about or think about what your favorite things are and do those. And honestly, those things that you dread, just don't do them. You don't have to. And your kids are going to remember the things that you loved, like the mm-hmm. things that you put your heart into. And obviously sometimes there are things that aren't our favorite, but we do them for our kids. But as we're establishing these traditions and we have so much control, we get to, we get to choose and work, especially like traditions. You do them every year. You're going to wrap yourself into it. It's a long commitment. So yeah, it's good to, it's important that you love them and that you enjoy them and that they fill your cup because totally so often as mothers, we're responsible for that and we're responsible for creating the magic. And I don't ever want my family to be out experiencing the fun things I put together. Meanwhile, I'm in another room trying to get the next thing together, missing out on the moment. Totally. I agree. And it, in line with that, you brought up this idea, brought up this idea of leaving blank space between the scheduled activities, the scheduled traditions, whatever it is this time of year. And I just love that idea that if we fill our calendar, fill our time, fill our days with so many little tasks and things that we feel like we need to do, that we sort of miss these like really magical little moments that only happen in the blank space. Yeah. And I mean... One of your favorite New Year's Eve memories is your aunt sitting on the remote. Like, <laughs> like, like things that you can't schedule. Yes, yes. Those things are magical. And like the games you play in between and mm-hmm. the conversations you have in the downtime. And if you're so stressed getting from one thing to the next, you will miss out on the best parts. Yes. And I think that that in a lot of ways is just sort of the um, downfall of a lot of mothers. It falls on moms so much of the time. I know not every family, but so much of the time I think it falls on moms to carry out the traditions or to schedule the plans, um, you know, whatever it may be. And I know, like, for example, in my home, my mom is such a great host. And 
she genuinely loves it, but at times she gets wrapped up in feeling like she wants to make everybody comfortable and she wants to make everything nice. And we all have to remind her, we we all joke in my family that like my mom is everyone's favorite person. Yeah. We all fight over her. <laughs> I love that. So, oh, I want to be like that. <laughs> so we'll all be sitting there waiting to like play a game or watch a movie, but nobody wants to do it if my mom's not doing it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so we all have to be there to remind her like, mom, no one wants to do this without you. Like come sit down. It can wait. Like just remembering that it doesn't have to be done right away and it can wait and just like let those small moments of connection happen. And I think it's easy to see that in your in your mom when you're looking at her, but harder to see when we're looking at ourselves that really your children and your spouse and the people you're around, they don't care about a clean kitchen nearly as much as they care about spending time with you and having your attention. And that's something that I hope that I can focus on is just really being present in those moments for sure. Even if that means letting go of a few traditions. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I have particularly enjoyed this year. Um, Johnny and I always joke that like this is our first really first real year as parents because Brooks is like just starting to pick up on everything. And so it felt like last year it was like we did all the same stuff, just carried a baby with us. <laughs> but now we actually get to do things as a family, you yeah. know? And that's been something I've really enjoyed is I think a lot of, obviously, the scheduled activities have been dropped from the calendar, <laughs> given the current situation. And honestly, like, one of my favorite things that we've been doing is just reading Christmas books at nighttime. Brooks snuggles in between Johnny and I, and, you know, we pull Wells in there too, and obviously he doesn't understand what's going on. But just like that moment we have all as a family, reading Christmas books has been so magical and so sweet, and it's nothing special that we, you know, scheduled or organized. Yeah, yeah, and really the best moments are like that. Totally. I think so, too. I do think that we will say the same thing next year, though, that it feels like we... Our first real year's Christmas. Our first real year's Christmas when our kids are almost three. Yeah. But every year, I feel like we'll just get more and more magical as we add to our family and as our kids grow and as our kids start to get in our, invested in our traditions. I think that's going to be just even more magical. I think so, too. Well, thank you so much for listening to our first official episode I hope that you were able to enjoy that conversation. And we hope that you can take what works for you and leave what doesn't. Just like every other episode from here on out. I think that's a theme. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Really, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much. I know your time is valuable and we're just grateful to spend some time with you. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe to the podcast and we would really truly appreciate it if you left a review. As you know, we are a brand new podcast. So if you would share with your friends and family, if you enjoyed it, it would mean so much to us. And you can join in the conversation at kindred underscore conversations on Instagram.